listeners, and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 17. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my colleagues Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall on a massive weekend of racing around Australia, indeed Australasia, but uh, Australian racing. We've got uh, a double header of massive, massive events the Caulfield Cup. And the Everest at Randwick worth $15 million. Well, Joel, as I've written in the Winning Post and Best Bets this week, um, the Everest has pretty much been each way odds the field throughout its uh, three-year existence. Um, And uh, it was looking that way, certainly when uh, the field was formed this week. Had uh, the four dollar fifty favourite was Classic Legend, but uh, no sooner had I written that than Nature Strip smashed into about four dollars twenty. People on Twitter saying, "Oh, we, well, you know, do you think Nature Strip just goes out there and brains them?" Um, I don't know. Got beaten in it last year. On the surface, hasn't been going that well this year. How do you? What do you make of all that? Yeah, well, it was really interesting. Uh, after the barrier draw, I think it was. Six into five fifty, and there was a bit of support around for it. And then woke up Wednesday morning, looked at the market, and it was four twenty. So, you know, in the space sort of over Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, there just seemed to have been a big push for him. Uh, look, he you know he pulled up with um, an issue last time, some mucus and that sort of stuff, which you know can't help. But uh, look, he's going to have to improve a little bit. We know his best is good enough. Um, he wouldn't totally shock me if he bounced back and won, but I don't think he deserves to be favourite. Daniel, the other big race is the Caulfield Cup. And look, it's I guess there's three categories of horses there. There's the internationals we haven't seen. There's the internationals that uh, have been out here with Australian trainers for a period of time. And then there's the locals. And uh, despite the widely reported death of the Australian stayer, uh, the locally breeds haven't done all that badly in the Caulfield Cup this century. The last couple of years, of course, uh, has been dominated by the Raiders. Um, do you think the home to which of those three categories, uh, without giving it away, which of those three categories are you going for this time? Yeah, I think at the second one, the ones, um, the former international gallopers who, who yeah, who we have now and come accustomed to for the last year or so. Um, I think the, the, the Turnbull. Will be the the form rate or the form race I think will um, strongly feature here in the Caulfield Cup, <clears throat> and um, yeah, in saying that there are some locally bred gallopers who do have a do have somewhat of a chance in this race. It's a very deep race; it's, you can't really discount too many of them. Um, there's a couple of the newbies or the, or the new international horses that we haven't seen might be using. We're using this as more of a stepping stone to the Melbourne Cup um, in the first week of November, but. Uh, yeah, I think that second category, the ones we've seen that formerly from overseas, I think those, um, a couple of those will be hard to beat and this will be thereabouts certainly, but really cracking race and I thought it was um, pretty tough to sort of narrow down on, on one or two. Yes, all right. Well, yeah, we've got a got a fairly uh, warm favourite there in Anthony Van Dyke, despite the uh, weight, the barrier, uh, the inexperience in Australia and at Caulfield, the possibility of a wet track, so... It'll be interesting to see uh, which way the market goes in the lead-up to the race. We will go to Caulfield first, and we'll take you right through the black-type events. That starts in race three. It's a 10-race card, of course. 
Race three is the Polytrack Gothic Stakes, 1,400 metres, set wax and penalties for three-year-old Colts and Geldings, Joel. I've gone with four just a tribute here. I think it's come up over the odds. I thought it was a cracking run at Flemington last start. He was really savaging the line there behind Poland and Grand Slam. And we saw Grand Slam come out and run a cracking race in the Guineas last week. I thought he represented a, a bit of value here, number four. I'll also be backing number 10, So Let's Toast. He's a colt I've got a bit of time for, trialled well before the debut win. I thought his jump outs were a bit iffy leading into Benalla. And I sort of just I watched him without investing. And it was only a benchmark 58. He got into a little bit of trouble and then was strong late. I just think there's a bit of improvement to come from him and, and up in distance should suit. Next best, number two, Osamu, down from Sydney. He's been racing pretty well without winning. He's had eight goes and hasn't broken through, but has quite often tackled stakes grade. So he's a chance. And six and danger, I thought, had a bit of improvement to come out of that Mooney Valley first up run. Four and ten mainly for me. Four, ten, two, six. I'm with the Sydney Colt, Asamu, one of the better maidens going around. His, his uh, form in New South Wales is superior to most of these. And I appreciate the drop back in back to listed level after testing the group two last start. I, like Joel, thought just a tribute was a chance as well over the odds. Um, very good effort by Poland. Second up, and as, and as Joel touched on, the form out of that race looks pretty good now. Um, certainly over the odds in this. In for, th- uh, in for third, I have the six in danger. Um, I think it's a good form race at Mooney Valley. Uh, Colts and Geldings race, he contested first up. Um, he wasn't far away there, only half a length from the winner. And in for fourth over the 10, which is... So I have the 11 uh, out to win. Um, it was a pretty handy headwater gelding. Um, going the right way. One easily last start at Kilmore on the wet track. This is much tougher, but I think he's got plenty of upside. Two, four, six, and 11. I am within danger from just a tribute. It's hot and Osamu, which is six, four, three, and two. Race four at Caulfield on Saturday is the Ned's Classic 2,000 metres Set weights for three-year-olds at Group 3 level, better known as the Norman Robinson job. Uh, eight Redwood Shadow for me. I'm hoping he keeps his derby ambitions alive. Got a little ticket on him at big odds. Uh, debut run was excellent at Donald behind Camborne. Stepped to the mile at Ballarat in a race. It looked to have a little bit of depth to it, and it was a really strong win. When he gets to 2,000 metres, I think that'll be right up his alley. It's just whether he's, uh, I guess, seasoned enough at only start three, but... Think he'll be very hard to beat Redwood Shadow. Two Elborado liked him at Flemington last start and he ran really well. He took off early and wide and sort of got the wobbles a bit in, into that breeze, uh, into the wind. And I thought he stuck on really well for third behind Quaquay. Uh, 10 let's crack a deal. Didn't have much luck at all last start at Flemington behind Sechweo. I thought he could be a sharp improver. The markets really found him. He's short enough. And six Trodow. Also, I don't mind. I thought the Chuka win was really good. And then it was a really slowly run race at Mini Valley last start and just don't think that played into his hands. I thought he could improve at a bit of a price, but I am a big fan of Redwood Shadow, eight on top from two, ten and six. I'm a bit of a fan of one in this also in the form of the Prez, the three. I gave a little bit of a push for him um, in the superimpose, had him in my numbers and I think he was about $61 earlier in the week. He drifted out to be 151 um, <clears throat> before, just as the, when they jumped and he had no luck whatsoever. He was pretty much that whole, whole way up the straight at Flemington. He was looking to get out. Michael Rod had to check off heels. 
a number of times. And then in the last 150 metres when he was out, I thought he was probably the best of the closers. Um, he's struck out nicely towards the derby. He'll, he'll lead up 2,000 metres and he's at an each-way price here, the Prez. So I'm on him, the three. In for second, I have the 13. Token Spirit, I think you can have an each-way ticket on this Colt as well. I think he's over the odds, about 30 to 1. Um, he was 1,200 up to 2,000 metres when winning second up at Benalo. It was a pretty moderate maiden there, but he did it quite easily considering the sharp rise and trip. He then jumped, was back to the 1,800 metres in that uh, derby trial and settling last, he, he closed off pretty well in that race. I thought he, we won't settle as far back here. He's drawn barrier three. He settled nice, I think, around midfield and, and be finishing hard. Um, so a couple of good value plays, I thought, in this race, a three and the 13. Specifically, the one Celestial Soul um, continues to run well without much reward. And in for fourth, I have the 10, which is a let's crack a deal. No luck last day whatsoever. Three, 13, one and 10. Two for me, El Barado to beat. Uh, five, Setchweo. Three, the Prez and 10, let's crack a deal. Race five is the Phillies division at Caulfield on Saturday. It is the Lexus Ethereal Stakes, 2,000 metres, group three, set weights and penalties. Uh, Joel. Five, Silhouette. For me, I tipped her in the Edward Manifold last start. I thought she was pretty good there. Sort of didn't have a lot of room over along the inside and yeah, ran home some pretty good splits. I think she's giving the impression that she's ticking over well, looking for further, and she gets out in trip here. She's drawn well, should get a nice run. So I was happy to stick with her each way. Bit of a couple of the Moroni runners in 14 Yatton, who I thought was pretty good at Flemington. Uh, all of her runs have been pretty good. She's a maiden from three starts, but she's ticking over nicely. As is, I thought, number 12, Star of Eden. A good second at Geelong first up behind Miss Guggenheim, who ran reasonably well in the manifold and then beat home Yatton in that Pensato race and, and ran well from a good draw. She's drawn well again by Wanjana. Um, so no sort of no certainty to stay, but uh, she's ticking over like uh, the extra triple suit. And four succeed indeed. Next best five on top from 14, 12, and four. Yeah, I'm trusting the manifold form here. I'm with the four succeed indeed. I don't think she was a good thing beaten or anything like that in that, in that manifold, but um, if she had clear running up the straight, she would have certainly uh, finished with that top three in the line. She was going just as well as she took her for work in the run. and that horse sort of cut her off and, and, and took her line, I guess. Um, she had momentum stopped and she had to come again, succeed indeed. And the last 100 metres was really pleasing. She'll certainly relish the rising trip. With any sort of luck, I think um, she'll be she'll be fighting at the finish. The four, so she's on top. Three star rail. Um, we've got that same race. She finished second, just beaten by Thermosphere. Um, it was excellent late, that horse. But uh, did have a clear passage. Silhouette had no luck in that race as well. Uh, and the two Chica Fuerte um, in for four. Four, three, five, and two. Yeah, I'm with Starrell. In fact, made her my best. Certainly finished off that race as though the 2,000 metres wouldn't be a problem. But, um, yeah, sort of taking uh, on trust a bit uh, pedigree-wise, uh, as far as getting a 2,000 metres goes, by more than ready. And, damn, star of Giselle, uh, good miler. Uh, Grandam Princess, a good sprinter. Yeah, so <laughs> there's really not much to say that she'll get 2,000 metres in the family. But, Daniel, you've uh, spoken to Troy Corstens uh, in this week's winning post and uh, succeed indeed uh, 
again, doesn't read on the page as though she's going to get the 2,000 metres, but uh, apparently the genetic testing says so. So I guess I've got to uh, hope the same sort of thing about Star L. Uh, Chica Fuerte second, succeed indeed, and silhouette 3245 for me in the ethereal. Race six at Caulfield on Saturday. Carlton draft, a lingy stakes, 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties, three years old and up, fillies and mares, Joel. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it's not really a betting race for me. Didn't have a strong opinion, but I've gone the way of Fatus. She's done little wrong. Six from nine. It was a good win first up. It was a nice ride by Rachel King. She sort of just uh, came back out of that speed battle, was able to settle behind Mask Crusader, uh, run past him, and and win quite well. Uh, I think she's going to be hard to beat. Two California Zimble beaten first up, but that was a pretty decent race there at Warwick Farm. A decent uh, midweek race. Villamise a stakes class filly every day of the week. So. No disgrace being beaten by her. She'll be fitter for that. She's a second-up winner twice in her career. Uh, Seven Pinion has got a winning habit now. She had a bit of a dry spell there where she was unlucky a lot of times, but she's put two wins together, and no, it wouldn't shock me to see her put a, another win next to her name, and one Hummer Hummer drier the better for her. A bit, bit of a forgive run last time. She can certainly improve from that. Three, two, seven, one. I'm with the two. Pretty keen on California Zimble here. Yeah, Joel touched on second two. Villamine, um, what was a really strong uh, midweek race? A third horse, Pandemic's a, a group horse as well on on its day. She's three for, two from three, second up, California Zimble. This time last year, she was second up and she um, beat Loving Gabby pretty convincingly on, on the Guineas Day meeting um, at, this tra- at this track on second up. So she gets her own call field. Um, I thought her first time run was excellent over a distance, maybe a little bit short of her best, up to 1,100, 1,200 more ago. She's 1,100 here, and um, yeah, I like the look of her here. So the two on top, then my best at Caulfield, California Zimble. Crawford's thumb, I'll have a, a small saver on. Um, had sort of a sit and sprint contest in the Wiley at Morphville first up, got back in the small field. Uh, she's running okay into third, but the, the winner there sort of uh, led them up and, and kicked clear. Um, does get around Caulfield. She's placed in all three of her starts here. Uh, Fatouse has to go in. Such a consistent mare. Um, up in grade here, but the form of that last Brosal race uh, since stood up. Uh, then a bit of a gap to the seven, Pinion. So I've got two, six, three, and seven. Race six. I went Fatouse from She's a Thief score and Hummer Hummer, three, five, eight, one. Probably look like a goose leaving out California Zimble. Would not be the first time. First leg of the quaddy at... Caulfield on Saturday is race seven, the McCafe Caulfield Sprint, uh, thousand metre group two handicap, and uh, Jungle Edge reappears, having been scratched last week. And the Jungle Edge watch, well, it's three o'clock on Thursday afternoon as we record this. Uh, looking out my window, looks grey. Hasn't has not started raining, so really didn't. It was supposed to rain heavily last week. It didn't. Supposed to rain quite heavily again this week. And uh, who knows if it will or not. But what do you like here, Joel? I'm going for one that I've had a bit of luck with in the past. And uh, I think he's crazy odds at around 30 to 1. Number five, Vainstream. He can mix it up a little bit, but he's pretty good on his day. And last prep, he put some really good runs together. Fifth in the Oakley Plate at 200 to 1 was a very good effort. Beaten less than two lengths. He backed it up with an unlucky effort in the Hariba. Beaten less than a length by Diamond Effort. Again, good form line. And then was too good back to a Vobus Gold level at Caulfield. I thought the fresh run at 
Cranbourne just last Sunday was good enough with a big weight, chasing the handy ancestry. And yeah, I've, I've tipped this bloke a few times and had a bit of luck with him. And so I'm going to stick with him. And I think he's way over the odds. Six El Ferraro, definite uh, danger. Has done nothing wrong. Never missed the Quinella and good fresh win at the Valley. Two Fabergino. I think we can forget that run in the Moya. Just a bit slow to begin and then got crowded. And from there, it was just game over. Never in the never in the race. We know she's better than that. And seven, Ghana. Next best. Five, six, two and seven. He does have to take a leap, Al Ferraro, but he's been promising um, his group class for some time. And I think he can... Um, make the jump. He was excellent first up over that short course, 9.55 trip. Um, and Moody Valley got to the front and never uh, never looked like getting beaten, really. There were some good horses there in behind him. Uh, but up to a Group 2 level now. He's drawn well again, 54 kilos. Um, that's one of the tracks. So I'm going to be with him again, the six. Um, I think the two, Fabergino, can bounce back. Yeah, Joel touched on that. More stakes run. Just complete forget, really. Um the start and caught wide and uh, never really looked likely. She can bounce back. And Jordan Childs hops aboard. He's one for one on her. Of course, they combined when he listed race down the straight. Um, so, yeah, she can certainly bounce back and win this, no doubt about that. In for fourth uh, – sorry, in for third, I have the seven, which is Ghana. And four, I have the three, Graf, who's first up. Six, two, seven, three. Yeah, Ghana's – is he in the first – in Adelaide as well. You'd think he'd be winning that mm. if he uh, happened to stay over there. Uh, Alpha Oro for me from Ghana, Shimino and Fabagino, 6782. Race 8 at Caulfield on Saturday. Ned's Mungar stakes, set weights and penalties for four years old and up at Group 3 level, Joel. I've gone for Wild Planet here. He can use the inside barrier to be pretty close to the speed, have a bit of an advantage over his main rival, Windstorm, and I'm just hoping... He sees clear air at the right time. He's back in pretty good form. It was a good win in the Theo Marks and raced a bit wide in the Epsom. Far from disgrace there, only beaten two and a half lengths. I just think this is his sort of level, group three, group two. So he's on top for me. I've thrown seven, the inevitable in for second. I think he's a big improver. I thought the fresh run was good in the Bobby Lewis. He was right there in that blanket finish. Not quite as good in the Gill guy, but he's drawn barrier one both times. And as we know, it's very hard to win drawn one down the straight. So I think back around a bend, little step up and trip. He's a, a big hope. Nine windstorm for sure can win again. I just think he's might just give have a you know give a head start to a couple of better horses than he did last week. So I just think he's a little bit more vulnerable than he was last Saturday. Uh, but he's certainly a chance. And 12 munitions, he was very keen in the run, first start in Australia off that long spell. And I thought he stuck on okay, beaten two and a half. He was equal favourite there. And he's much bigger odds on Saturday. I think with that freshness out of him, he could run a better race. But four on top for me from seven, nine, and twelve. I find it hard. I did find it hard to separate Windstorm and Wild Planet. I was stuck with Windstorm. He was pretty keen on him last week, and the, it did get a long way back there. It looked pretty dicey, but they did go quick in front, and um, he possesses he possesses such a um, such a really good finish on him, and he, he he showed that again. He finished over the top of them, and. Pretty soft in the end. Um, a quick backup. I'm, I'm going to stick with him. Won't be a big bet, though. I think Wild Planet is um, will certainly, imp- um, yeah, with a, with a good draw here, will be getting, giving, uh, will be quite a bit of way in front of Windstorm on the turn. He was okay in the Epsom, I thought. He covered ground there, but he stuck on a lot. And he 
course, beat Funstar Tubak, who then since ran well in that Epsom race behind Probabile. Um, those are clearly the two. I think Goulwa has to be included. Um, I thought his run was better than it reads. First up at Flemington. He's a good second-up horse. He's six from seven in the placings when second up. And the inevitable, I think, will improve up to 1,400 metres. Um, nine, four, seven, and five. Uh, Windstorm for me from Morvada. Best of days and the inevitable nine, eight, ten, and seven. The big one at Caulfield on Saturday is Race 9, Stellar Artois, Caulfield Cup, 2,400-metre handicap, worth $5 million. Joel? Gone with 11, Master of Wine. This has been the target for a long, long way out. I think after, sort of after the autumn, he was favourite, certainly close to being favourite for this race. And I think he's ticking over well. The Maccabi Diva run and Turnbull run at Flemington, both of them have been good. He's just sort of lacked that real ping to... to you know, figure in the placings, but both runs just off the placings have been full of merit, down to 53 and a half. I think this is, uh, this is his chance to, to stand up and, and show that he has taken that next step this season. So I think at nine or $10, he's a good play each way. I'll also be having something on 10 Prince of Aaron. We know he just absolutely shines here in Australia. He's had two runs this track and trip in Herbert Powers. He's run really fantastic races both times. And we know his record in the Melbourne cup. So, Jamie Carr, she can do no wrong at the moment. If she can get us some sort of a spot from the wide gate, I think he's right in the race at a bit of a price. Seven, very elegant. Hard to fault her. She is two from two at 2,400, and she's off a group one win in the Turnbull. A little bit of rain around is only going to help. And one, Anthony Van Dyke brings that touch of class that probably we haven't seen in a Caulfield Cup, uh, you know, sort of years go by. English Derby winner and, uh, you know, multiple sort of group one, group two performer against the best in Europe. He's just going to need a bit of luck from way out there in 21. But 11 on top for me from 10, 7 and 1. Yeah, with the 11 master of wine, I've been with him his past two starts and um, look, he's done nothing to make me drop off. He's drops in weight for 53 and a half, as Joel touched on, and will improve up to the 2,400 metres. Um, he, he closed well in that Turnbull stakes. He... Um, Sort of was settled further back than a few of those who, who did fight out the finish, but um, that last sort of 200 metres is really pleasing and looks on track for 2,400. So I'm going to stick with the 11th, Master of Wine. I thought Finch and Very Elegant were certainly um, chances as well off their Turnbull runs. They covered ground at that last sort of 1,000 metres of the race and and kept coming. Um, very Elegant, we know, is a classy mare over this, over this trip and Finch ran a good race the Caulfield Cup last year. Both will um, come on into this. In for fourth, I have Toffee Tongue, who did have that uh, run along the inside there, covered less ground, but she was third up, four-year-old mare. She's a winner of the, um, of the Schweppes Oaks in Adelaide, over 2,000 metres, and was second to Colette over this trip. Um, she's a classy mare and with 51 kilos on her back. Um, she's in the game as well. I think Shapata off the back of a good win last week, and Buckhurst will sort of be up on the speed there. Have to go on the quaddy as well. 11, 9, 7, and 17, though, my numbers. Yeah, I am with Toffee Tongue. Uh, comes out of that Turnbull pretty well off with the weights vis-a-vis those around her. Uh, Buckhurst, I thought I agree uh, as well, could be the best of the uh, internationals, uh, well, especially with Anthony Van Dyke drawing that uh, very wide barrier. Uh, seven, very elegant, hard to uh, tick a lot of boxes and master of wine 
my fourth selection, 17, 4, 7, 11. Obviously, be needing to chuck a few more in the quaddy. And speaking of the quaddy, the last leg is race 10. Schweppes, Tristark, Stakes, uh, set weights and penalties at Group 2 level for the Mayors, Joel. Yeah, well, another roughie in a small field I'll come up with here in 8, the closer. She just had absolutely no luck first two runs back. Never got clear at either of them. And then last time out, they tried pressing forward and she just never got in wide throughout, pressed on and had just done too much work. This is a step up in grade and she's poorly weighted, but I think she's going better than her form suggests. And she was only beaten just a tick over a length behind Sylvia's mother in the Group 3, Tressidy, back in February. So she has got a touch of quality. Thought it big odds. She was worth a bit of an each-way play from two Madame Rouge. Has her hoof on the till, certainly ready to win. Four, Felicia will press forward. Uh, unknown at 1,400, but should get the right sort of run. And three, perfect jewel next best. Eight, two, four, three. On Pretty Brazen, hope as you can atone from, uh, well, it was pretty luckless. Last start, seven to 14 at Flemington. The Blazer just no room, really, um, when the race went on and, um, it was a complete forgive, I think, there in that race. She was excellent at this track over over this track and trip and the Rupert Clark two back, of course, beats Arcadia Queen and the Let's Elope. So she's going really well this preparation, pretty brazen with any luck. Um will be the one finishing off late and will be hard to hold out, I think. Two Madame Rouge. The one for some time now, but she's ticking over well. She had every chance last start, sat closer to the action there. Um, given a good ride, but just couldn't finish off. He's only just outside the placings, but did, did have a chance, I thought, in that, in that um, Blazer State. Uh, the three and next perfect jewel, and five, I thought, into the abyss was the best roughie in the race. One, two, three, and five. Perfect jewel for me to be Madame Rouge, pretty brazen, and she shall fly, who has been a great each way proposition throughout this campaign. That is three, two, one, and six. Summarising Caulfield, my best, race five, number three, Star L, my value bet, race nine, number 17, Toffee Tongue. Daniel's best, race six, number two, California Zimble, his value bet, race four, number three, The Prez. Joel's best, race four, number eight, Redwood Shadow, value bet, race nine, number 11, Master of Wine. Further north, it is Everest Day at Royal Randwick, also a 10-race card. And we will take you right through the black type, which from memory starts in race number four. That is the Tresemme Reginald Allen Quality listed event for three-year-old fillies over 1,400 metres, Joel. Tricky little affair, this one, but I'm going with the winning form of number four, Eliza Beale from the John Sargent Stable. She's always shown a fair bit of quality, this girl, at the trials and early part of her career without winning, but she's put two wins together on the provincial circuit. I think she's ready to come to town, especially from a good gate, and run very well. 12 bargain has been kept fresh since the strong win on Newcastle Cup Day, running over the top of a filly I've got some time for in true faith. Uh, two joviality, she comes out of that fast flight stakes uh, that Montefilia won. This is obviously a drop back in grade for her, and eight darling diamond the other Mark Newnham runner who finished third behind Bargain at Newcastle and has since won quite clearly by two lengths on the Kensington track. I don't think there's much between that pair. Four on top from 12, two and eight. And with the two, Joviality. Um, yeah, and that flight stakes sort of sat up on speed there and quick tempo and 
It was dropped out, but she wasn't disgraced. James McDonald hops back on. She gets on well with this. Uh, he gets on well with this, with this filly. Two for two on her. This preparation. Um, she beats Vinciano two back. That horse has come out one, um, two races since. And she's a very handy filly. With luck from the draw, she can certainly win this. So she's on top for me, the two. I think down the page, the 11 newsreader, um, despite still being a maiden, is a is indefinite hope. And this got a bit of a rap on her. She was. Okay, I thought in her first preparation, um, she had some talent there, and the two runs this time in have been pretty good. I'm keen to see her at the 1400 meters. It looks like she, looks of it she'll um she'll absolutely relish that rising distance, and at 53 kilos, uh, um, it's a well of a weight. So two and the 11 will be my main plays in the race: Joviality and Newsreader. I think the one, Forbidden Love, back in grade, um, can feature as well, and the three time as precious as over the odds. Has to be included in um, any sort of exotics multiples. Two, eleven, one, and three. All right. Well, there are a couple of black, a uh, couple of non-black type races. Needless to say, that are still extremely interesting on this Randwick card. And the first of those is race five, the Kosciuszko, twelve hundred meters, set weights and penalties, three-year-olds and up, uh, restricted to country-trained horses, and uh, a slot race selected by slot holders. If you couple of uh, very promising undefeated ones here, Joel, and you're with one of those. Yeah, well, I spoke to Cody Morgan for a story for the Winning Post earlier in the week, and uh, that was before the barrier draw. Three runners he's got, and they've come <laughs> up with three of the four outside barriers. So he's had no luck at the barriers. Um, he put forward that Ligolate is probably the pick of his trio, but he gave me enough confidence to stick with my initial thought into tip number 13, Ice in Vancouver, he thinks in 12 months' time he'll definitely be the best horse of his trio. He's just whether he's seasoned enough and he's got that whitish gait. But I've really been taken by this bloke, what he's done at Scone. In a maiden and a benchmark 58 against older horses, the times have been pretty good. He's put big margins on his rivals. He travels well and, and lets go with a good turn of foot. So, look, it might be too soon, but he's he's getting out to around $26 now. Too good a price for me not to have a, a crack at him. 13 to beat... 14, it's me. Well, gee, she's shortened up in recent times. I think she's around 210, 220 now. So she's all the rage, and, and why not? She's three from three. And look, she has only been winning in highway handicap races, um, but she's done it on the clock, importantly. The, the times have just been really good. They've stacked up well through both of those meetings. So she's going to be very hard to beat. One handle the truth, last year's winner. 59 kilos and a wide gate. Says he's going to need a little bit of luck. He had none of that first up at Randwick. No luck at all. Should have gone close. You know, he'll be peaking at the right time. And throwing another roughie in, 10, El Mahaha. I was with him in the country championship back in the autumn. He was pipped on the line. He's a real trier, this bloke. He's only won two from 20, but he's had seven seconds. Just see him getting a nice run off the speed and, and giving you a bit of a sight at, at good odds. But I'm with 13 from 14, 1 and 10. With the five front page, who um, might be, I guess, one of the forgotten horses, really, considering um, the emergence of It's Me and is now the uh, odds-on favourite in the race. Front page, of course, is already a listed winner in, in Melbourne, uh, down the straight at 1,200 metres. First up at Caulfield a month ago. Um, every chance there, but I thought the run was, was pretty sound. He beat everything else when second behind from within, who's no slouch. And a month between runs, given a... Good head out in the Wagga trial since. Um, I think um, on ability, he's 
he's got plenty of it. So I'm going to be with him. I think I'd rather back front page at the price than it's me. Who is my second pick at 14? Is done absolutely nothing wrong so far. Uh, with electric turn of foot on her and the lightweight. She'll be tough to hold out, no doubt about it. The six in next, which is Man of Peace, uh, was sort of one of the later pickups in terms of a by the slot holders. Um, he's he just messes up wherever he goes. This, this fella, he's been <clears throat> mainly racing in city grade of late, and he'll go forward and give a good side handles all all um, goings. And but on a good track, he's eight from thirty one, and I think he'll be right up there and be in it for a long way, no doubt. The six and the thirteen I have in for fourth, which is Ice in Vancouver. Um, obviously, plenty of plenty of talent, one over the odds, and um, will certainly turn into a very good horse going forward. But I like five front page in this on top of fourteen, six, and thirteen. Race six at Royal Randwick on Saturday is the Everest Consolation. It is the Fujitsu General Sydney Stakes, twelve hundred metres, weight for age. At Group Three level, job. I've gone with one deprived. Thought he went well enough in the premier against the big guns to suggest he's the one to beat here. Missed the Quinella once from five second up, and that was last prep in the Galaxy, and he ran a, a pretty good fourth. So I think he's the one to beat. Three tactical advantage. I think it's the one that's overs. He's won eleven races, um, thousand meters. Just too sharp for him second up in that race we spoke about earlier with Villamai. California Zimbal and the like. Uh, back to 1,200 from a, a low draw, barrier three. I think he can be dangerous late. Eight, Trumbull. He's a talent, but he doesn't often jump away the best. So that's the query with him. A tough task first up at uh, wait for age, but he is a horse that's got room to improve. So I wouldn't say that he, he can't win. And 11 Adalongs, I think, over the odds. She's a, a talented mare. Worked too hard first up. I thought the Scirocco run was good. And then just didn't seem to run 1,400 in the golden pendant. But back to 1,200, she's a, a chance. And a silly odds, I think. One from three, eight, and 11. Yeah, I'm on the one deprived. Pretty keen on him. I love the return of the Premier um, Stakes. Getting back and hitting the line nicely when third behind Libertini and Classic Legend. He'd clear out in the field. So Randwick specialist, this this bloke. And second up, he um, he goes well as well. I think it's back in grade. Um, well, the way he's returned, I think he's come back in good order. And um, get what has been an overdue win after recording so many to start of his career. Um, I think he can be winning this for an inform Rachel King, who is riding well um, in general, but linking up with Godolphin and getting plenty of winners together. So he's on top deprived, the one. And yeah, my best in Sydney. Before and next stands out. Um, there's two runs this time, even better than they appear on paper. I think we'll do something now. Third up, uh, the six, Signoral Fox, and the 11, Adalong, who I agree is over the odds in this, um, going to wider exotics. But pretty keen on the one. One, four, six, 11. The big one at Randwick on Saturday is race seven, the TAB Everest, 1,200 metres, standard weight for age. It is worth $15 million, 12 to face the start. Three classic legend for me. I've been on him for a while for this race. No reason to jump off. Excellent win in the shorts, overcoming trouble and launching at them. And then went to the premier. Things didn't pan out. He was three wide, no cover. He ran past Nature Strip and held on to second really well. He was just no match for Livertini, who had uh, trailed him up and, and let go with a powerful turn of foot, as she can on her day. I just think uh, if he can slot into uh, two off the fence this time, he is going to be very hard to beat and make amends for a luckless defeat last year. 
two trekking, I think, is certainly there to run another great race. He was placed in this event last year. He's been a Group 1 winner of the Goodwood, beating Gitra since. And the first up run in the Moya was excellent. I think he's over the odds. Seven Gitra, no knock on him whatsoever. Terrific win first up. He's been kept fresh. Just one win at 1,200 metres, but three Group 1 placing, so there's no worries there. And 10, Tofane, I think, is a good roughie. She's going well. I thought the Bobby Lewis run was good, and she had no luck in the Gilgai. We saw her perform really well at Group 1 level in Sydney through the autumn. Three on top from 2, 7, and 10. I'm going to stick with Nature's Trip. I'm convinced if he's you know, had his complete mess and runs up to what he's capable of, he'll take plenty of running down uh, with Farnham out of the race. It's the only leader now, um, and Jimmy's all right third up. The impression the stable and jockey were, were thinking would be the case for this race. Um, I think it'll be hard to run down Nature's Trip, probably at 440 probably won't want to be any shorter than that in terms of a, a betting prospect, but um, if he brings his best, I think he's the one and uh, he's the best sprinter in the race to one. So I'm, on, I'm going to be with him. The two in next trekking, I think, is, is over the odds. An excellent run in the Moya first up. Um, Pippi, the leader, the two good, but he got back and um, weaved through and was excellent late. He's a group one winner over this trip as we know, and ran a big race in this affair last year. So one to beat two, Classic Legend three, um, wide last start, little Tandy went by him, but he was brave in defeat there. Um, he's been, he's obviously had this race in mind for some time now. Um, might have been one of the earlier ones picked. And the seven in next, Gitra, one, two, three, seven. Race eight at Randwick on Saturday, Yulong Australia, Craven Plates, 2,000 metres, wait for age group three, worth uh, half a million dollars. 12 Quintessa for me. She's uh, terribly off at the weights. Should be getting, I think, seven, eight and a half kilos off Star of the Sea. So on that fact alone, she's on Struggle Street. But she is a talented mare. She performed really well through the autumn. I like that group one form against Colette because I would have tipped Colette in this race. She was entered for it but didn't, uh, didn't accept uh, – Thought she was good last week. She was four weeks between runs, and that was always going to be the knock. But she hit the front, gave a kick, and was reeled in late. And this race, I think, falls away, whereas she's got a fair bit of upside about her. So I'm putting the weights to one side and, and backing her each way from two star of the seas. Well, he's got that query too, because he hasn't been to 2,000 metres, um, but he's got the genuine Group 1 form, which will take him a long way. 11, Vanagirl. Thought was okay first up in the tramway. There was good backing for her in the Epsom. She just never got into the race. Maybe she's looking for further. She gets it here. And for Life Less Ordinary, he's been slow out and a bit sluggish at his last couple. It's not usually like him because he's pretty consistent. This is his sort of go, though. 2,000 metres, Randwick, you know, not the elite level. He could certainly bounce back. 12 on top from 2, 11 and 4. I hope we can find some value in this race because Star of the Seas, who is the... Uh... You know, the, the Group 1 performers, I think, taking up too much of the market. The $2 favourite at the moment, and he's untested at 2,000 metres. He's in my numbers. Um, basically, he's got the class factor alone. But but the Candyman was worth a bet at each way odds. He just got far too back in the Epsom to do anything, I thought. Um, he didn't help himself by over-racing in the run. Uh, sort of similar in the Cameron, got a long way back and from a wide draw and Strong to the line. I think Barry 10 is um, no help once again. But I think they'll elect to ride him a little bit more forward. Hopefully he can slot in somewhere midfield. It'll be luck. The, the rise in trip will help him. Um, he 
thrashed his rivals in a 2022 meter race at Brisbane in the summer. So the Horizon trip, um, no knock. I think he's going better than his form suggests, and he can improve at each way odds and worth a bet anyway at that price. So the three on top, the two are next star of the seas. Um, that's one of the reasons Paul mentioned. The nine, Rondonella, who I've been pretty loyal with this preparation. Um, she didn't have the best of runs in the Metrop, but uh, thought she could have done a little bit more there, finished off a little better than she did. Um, so just to get as far back as she's been getting um, in what is uh, a slightly smaller field to what she's been she's been sort of taking on 16, 17 horse fields. Although she won't be as far back and hopefully within striking distance on the turn. And in for fourth, I have the 11, Vanna Girl, um, like can- the Candyman was just too far back in the Epsom to sort of figure there. She can bounce back over um, a much more preferred trip of 2,000 metres. Uh, set three, two, nine, and 11. And race nine at Randwick on Saturday is the Bentley St. Ledger Stakes, 2,600 metres, set weights and penalties. Three of journey for me. Coming along really well this prep. That was a, a pretty soft win on the line in the Colin Stephen. They didn't back him up in the Metrop. They waited for this race, and I uh, think it's the right option because it falls away, and he's a horse that's on the up. Seven pass of glory. If he's got another good run in him, he's been through Wyong, Newcastle Cups, the Metrop, holding his form. He just got too far back in the Metrop, but ran on really well. Good late splits there. He can settle closer for sure from this gate in a smaller field. Ten, she's ideal, is a mare with plenty of upside. She was strong at the 2,000 metres last week. She gets nice weight relief. And uh, two Brimham Rocks, next best. He was he was okay in the Metrop prior to that third in the Kingston Towns. So he's good enough to run well. Three on top from seven, ten, and two. Well, not too keen to play this race. Wasn't all that confident, but I'm with the seven paths of glory. Um, good to lightweight in the Metrop, back in grade for this and going along quite well. Three attorney, nice win last start. Um, somewhat overdue, but... Um, deserve that, can can go on with it. The two, Brimham Rocks, and then a bit of a gap then to the five. Fun fact, we had every chance of doing the last start. Um, I couldn't, couldn't finish the race off. Seven, three, two, and five. That wraps up the features at Royal Ramwick on Saturday. If you need a clue for the last leg of your quaddies, the boys both with mirror vision. Joel's number 6147. Daniel's 6513. Joel's best at Randwick is in the Everest. Race 7, number 3, Classic Legend. Daniel's best in the Everest Consolation. Race 6, number 1, Deprive. And the boys going head-to-head with their value bets in the Craven Plate. So that's race 8, number 12, Quintessa for Joel. Race 8, number 3, the Candyman for Daniel. They are racing on the main track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. Daniel, what have you found really for us there? one in the last. Um, won't race till 6.02pm, I think the last race of the day anywhere. But, yeah, oh, please, Diana, who's come up 7.50 so far. I think that's an a excellent price for her. She's two runs. She's, she's third up here. Two runs back from a spell have been... Pretty good, I thought, on the back of what was some really pleasing, um, some really pleasing jump outs prior to that in Melbourne. Uh, back to Adelaide here, I think is well placed in this race of fifty-five kilos on her back. 
um, drawn well and I think ready to fire third up. Um, she was, wasn't was far away from Miss Catherine in a group three Typhoon Tracy Stakes at Mooney Valley last preparation. She's clearly got the talent. I think she's well over the odds in this 7.50. So she's one of the better bets all day. Race nine, number 12, oh please, Diana. The value comes up in race number three, Enrico Palazzo, who up to a benchmark 82 here after winning a Tatura benchmark 58 last start. So it does have to <clears throat> take a couple of leaps in grade, but the win there that day at Tatura was um, was excellent. It was 61, 61 kilos, was far too good for them. Will only improve up to this staying trip. Um, did race his truck and trip brand second last time when here. Uh, only coached 52 kilos for Jess Eaton after the claim. And uh, for an informed lead on Troy Corsons, I think well over the odds at 14 to 1 uh, when I last looked. Race 3, number 7, the value, Enrico Palazzo in Walkerville. Uh, just Any the first start of race 2, number 5, Live and Loose. He's won a couple of trials at Gawler. Uh, he's, he'll be sort of well found by the market, I would have thought, but he's a half-brother to a Group 1 winner in New Zealand. He looks to have plenty of talent. I thought this was a winnable race on debut. In Brisbane on Saturday, they are racing at Doomben. And, Daniel, your specials come up in the two legs of the Daily Double, starting with race seven, number yeah, one, right. Glenn Hall. who was now, um, we know was formerly with Team Hawks um, in Sydney, now has made the, the move up north to Kelly Schweder. Last start ran in the Group 1 Epsom. Um, didn't have much luck there. It's finished four lengths of Probabile. Uh, this is the weakest race he's seen for some time. Um, I think there's... Probably only two or three main winning chances. The race falls fall, sort of falls away after that, um, and yeah, get, getting <clears throat> onto a good track as well. Glenn, I think will be hard to beat in this. And he's my best of the day in Brisbane. The value comes up in the last, which is race nine. Awesome Pluck, who is another who's first up for a new stable in Queensland, formerly of Jenny Graham. Last seen contesting the uh, Kosciuszko this time last year. He's had two trials for this. I know he's had a year off, but he has had two trials. He's, it looks good in those. The second one was much better than the first. Um, and he can run a race fresh. Uh, he's the class of the race. Um, and I'm going to be with him. He's 6.50, seen some early support already. Uh, ben Thompson riding well up there, takes the ride. So the value in the last in Brisbane, race nine, number one, awesome pluck. No, nothing in Brizzy for me. Joel, any thoughts on Brisbane? Okay, we head across to Ascot, where there is quite a tasty card over in WA. A couple of, well, there's a listed race, a listed Crawford Stakes, over 1,000 metres, and the Group 3 Northerly Stakes, at weight for age, over 1,400. BJ Ryan, our man in WA, likes Indian Pacific to win the Crawford. That's race 7, number 10. And in the Northerly uh, his selection is the reigning Kingston Town Classic winner returning here, KC. That's race eight, number four. BJ's best on the Ascot program comes up in race three. That is number six, Secret Plan. And his value bet, race five, number 11, Precautionary. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Hastings and Ellerslie. Hawks Bay Carnival at Hastings wraps up. With the Livermore Classic Group One over the Cox Plate journey of 20-40 metres, Melody Bell back in form last start. Yeah, look, she's in there, a star. But you've found and one to knock her a off. lot of beating again. I'm just hoping to elicit 
can bridge the gap and maybe go past her. She ran well in the mile race a couple of weeks ago, finished fourth. Uh, I tipped her that day and probably went off a run too soon. And in hindsight, 2,000 metres is more her go and she's got a stack of upside about her. It's a tough task to, to roll the favourite, but I think she'll run well. So two illicit 15 from nine, Melody Bell. And if you're looking to go wide in your exotics, have a look at the two down the bottom, 16, Vancouver and 17, Vadavar. There'll be uh, cricket score odds, but I think uh, one of them could lob in to your uh, trifectas and so forth. The best bet for Hastings is race four, number two, son of Bielski, who won on debut and then finished runner-up at two of his next three starts. That was his first campaign done and dusted. A nice recent trial, a quiet hit out. And importantly, there's been five horses out of that trial to race. Four of them have won. So it is a a hot trial and, and he performed well. So I think he's ready to win first up, race four, number two. Value bet. Race nine, number 12, our Alley Cat. Now, I had her in my numbers last week in a stakes race at Matamata, and she just didn't get the rub of the green. She was held up along the fence for most of the straight. So she's got a duck egg next to her name, but uh, no luck and no surprise to see them back up in another stakes race this week. So she's worth thought at each way odds. Over at Ellerslie, it is Great Northern Steeplechase day. So... Uh, you certainly park yourselves in front of the tally at uh, what is it 12.58, I think, Aussie time. A great spectacle over the Ellerslie Hill three times. But my best for the Ellerslie meeting comes up in the last, race 10, number 10, Kiki Star. Trialed super before the debut win. So, look, she's one from one. She's taking on uh, some more seasoned horses here, but I think she's going places and can win again. And my value bet comes up in race five number 13 friday wolf can mix her form a little bit but the last run was good and she has performed quite well at ellerslie in the past all righty that wraps up a massive saturday of racing around australasia of course your winning post takes you right through from Friday to Sunday and fields for Musclebrook Monday as well there are country cups galore uh, covered in your winning posts this week. You've got uh, Moe, uh, Murray Bridge and Cranback at Taree on Friday. And on Sunday, you've got Horsham, you've got the Molly Moot Cup at Nowra and you've got um, the listed Seymour Cup. Now, Daniel, you have uh, got Morrissey on top here, even though in your interview with uh, Troy Corstens, he indicated Morrissey more likely to race at... Um, Caulfield on Saturday. So just uh, gives you thoughts on the Seymour Cup. You've got Benito White in, in case uh, Morrissey does not yeah, go, look, doesn't go there. As, as you referenced earlier, I did interview uh, Troy Corson for an article in the paper this week, and he gave the impression that they'll be definitely heading to Caulfield, but they've accepted here um, in any case. And if he does run here, uh, despite it is his first about 1,600 metres, I think he is the best horse in the race and is the one to beat. Um Benatoiti, who has wet track form. If it rains, I think she's right in the race. Um, she's a talented mare on her day. If two runs this time in have left a little to be desired. Um, but if she brings her best, she's in the in the race. And Romancer, sorry, Goldfield's the one also with a chance. But Morrissey, um, the one if, if here in the Kilmore Cup. In the Seymour yeah, Cup, sorry. Uh, yeah, Seymour Cup, I should have said, is, is of course, at Bet365 Park Kilmore. And the other big race on the program is the last worth 100000 It's a heat of the uh, Melbourne Cup Carnival Country Series. 
over 1,600 of them. There's a runner here that's very popular with our um, with our tipsters. Uh, it's uh, Red Light Roxanne. How could you have her coming off that uh, epic fail on Wednesday, backing up off an epic fail on Wednesday? Well, Joel, a, can you shed any light on this runner? co-owner of this horse, I'm hoping she bounces back. As you said, epic fail Wednesday. It was a hard watch at the end of a long a busy day at the office on Wednesday, and uh, yeah, no joy. But uh, reported to have backed up, uh, reported to have, uh, yeah, backed up well um, and come through the race real well. And why not? Let's have another crack at uh, trying to get a run into the half million dollar final on Oaks Day. It's a great series for these country trained horses, and couldn't get a capacity field on Sunday. So let's hope she can bounce back. Uh, I think the step up in distance is going to be a positive for her. Excellent. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up uh, the preview section of the podcast and takes us into our best $20 bets of the weekend, as we like to call them, Lazy Lobster. Well, the uh, embarrassingly enough, the our guest lobster has uh, avo- has uh, managed to avert the complete wipeout last week. Uh, Hugo Mayo was on Fatal Femme, who uh, got the money at around about two dollars forty over in Perth, and uh, so he's going for the hat trick. This week, Hugo, I have come up with a points bet nickname for him. Uh, given that he keeps coming out with these short-priced winners um, and you've got to have a fair bit on them, I'm calling him Huge Go Hugo. <laughs> I could catch on that one. Yeah. Well, anyway, Huge Go Hugo this week is again going over to Perth uh, and he is going if I just move across on my uh, online winning post, I can tell you that uh, his go is similar price to last week's runner. This one is the undefeated Notorious One, which is race four, number eight. And look, I, after picking up the ones and twos and then uh, getting my fingers burned last week by going for Mandela effect each way, I am going to have another shot at an each-way one at a price, and that's in the Caulfield Cup, and that is Toffee Tongue. I will be going each way, which would be race nine, number 17, if I'm not too much mistaken. I'd hate to know how you're going to be Owen, Owen 20. I think I am at this, uh, this, this lazy well, lobster. O-I-O-I-N apostrophe. O-I-O-W-I-N apostrophe. Indeed. I'm hoping to break the dust Classic legend in the Everest. I think he's had his name written over this, all over this race for 12 months, so he gets his chance to shine. Race seven, number three at Randwick. I'm going to go to Adelaide. Last race of the day, Morphville race nine. Oh, please, Diana. All 
All right. Well, best of luck to everyone. If you, uh, well, Hugo, Hugo, Huge Go Hugo is going strong at the moment, but if you would like to be a guest lobster in a future episode, just send us a tip. Have a look at your fields on Wednesday night. Send us a tip by about lunchtime on Thursday. Incoming at winningpost.com.au. Lazy lobsters in the subject line. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already online right now as we speak on Thursday afternoon. You can get to it through winningpost.com.au and click in the link on the main story there. On the front page, uh, your printed winning post will be in shops uh, by WA in Northern Territory at the moment. Uh, first thing, Friday morning, all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday and plenty of great reading and features besides. But meanwhile, have a great weekend, punters. Back plenty of winners.